he responds back to you too. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show on a Thursday morning, July the 21st, backed by popular demand, former UL and NFL wide receiver. He is a state trooper. He looks exhausted, but here he is. James Butler is in the house. Good morning, James. Good morning, man. You know, I'm a friend of the people. I had to, you know, come back and, you know, give people what they want. You know, <laughs> highly requested, you know. Always open up now with that. I'm just here for the people. That's it's basically it, James's motto. Friend of the people, man. He's like, don't get big-headed, Scott. I'm not here to see you. I don't <laughs> care. I'm just here for the people. Um, Man, I, I, I don't think we've had you on in, in the last month, man. What's, what's, what's your scope of the sports world at this all you kind of have going on right now, Major League Baseball, no games yesterday. They'll have some tonight. You just ain't much happening right now. Right. Jameis is just holding, you know, <laughs> workouts on his own with some of his yeah. teammates. You and, know? The, and to speak on that, I thought it was cool to see Andy Dalton out there, though. I thought that was cool. All right. Well, let's, we didn't play this audio earlier this week. Here's a little bit of Jameis. Great word, isn't it? Give yourself a round of applause. Give yourself a pat on the back for working this week. Competition. We had some. We had some guests today. D. Funch and Teddy B. Yes, yes. Teddy yes, B. Led sir. this team to a winning season. He know what it is to win for the Saints. He back home now. He gonna do his thing. Thank you, Teddy. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, we all brothers. The brotherhood, right? It's the brotherhood. What we talked about from the first day: investing in yourself and believing in that togetherness. Right, even your friends from outside the league, your brothers from outside the league, that's doing stuff that you know for years to years, coming out here to be with y'all because they are part of this togetherness. Because we have our own brotherhood, right? That's how tight knit it has to be for us to win games. All right, now that that's that's your guy doing his thing. Now I was I was on my friend Gus Kangale's show Tuesday, and he was commenting about comments, which is always interesting that a lot of people found it funny or disingenuous. Um, I mean, it, what's this? What's, I, what's, the, what's the deal? I, I just think people are misconstruing, like, the social media from reality, and I think that's who Jameis Winston is. I just think that's, that's who he is, man. The, the funny remarks after games, the interviews, the, the going through the gauntlet, the dancing with the uh for right. the pre you know that yeah. that's him. I just feel like that's he's him. so. As much as I want to argue with you on this, I can't. So there's two things here. One, he is not disingenuous. In fact, it's he he is too genuous, arguably to a fault sometimes. Yeah, like right, right. Drew Brees, best player in franchise history for the Saints, he was very media conscious, very right. very conscious about how well. Up, up until you know one day in 2020 yeah. but he yeah. was you know in terms of interviews how he sounded how he would talk all that stuff when the camera was on him Jameis is just Jameis right. now the other part of this though is am I surprised that people thought it was disingenuous a little because you hadn't been paying attention was I surprised that people thought it was funny of course not right. like right. if if Jameis was doing that exact same thing for another team 
Saints fans would be laughing at it. They will be. You eat the W, ha ha, we're going to make fun of you. You eat the W behind, you know, Breeze and Cam Jordan and we love on it. national TV. Oh, man, that's so great. Like, let's let's at least point that out. Like, Saints fans can't get mad that people. I mean, he he is funny. Like, yeah. unintentionally funny at times. Now, there was nothing funny about that clip. I just, just the sound of his voice makes yeah. me smile. But, <laughs> but like, people that are like, oh, he's just, he's just doing that. Like, no, that's, I think. I think he doesn't care about the media side of things, which can, I guess, hurt his image at times. But he really, he doesn't care about that. He's just going to be himself, whether the camera's on or not. I I love that. And we're going to laugh about it because sometimes it's funny and, (laughs) you know. But he's holding an off-season workout, leading teams. Teddy Bridgewater, who's not on the team, was there. You mentioned Andy Dalton, Ian Book, other quarterbacks. You got different receivers there. Chris Olave working out with him. Like, why... Why is any of that a bad thing? Right. No, I just think people want something. You know, we in that dead period right now, and nothing's going on, so people want to argue about something sports-related or Saints-related or Pelicans-related right now. So with that, with the Saints right now, the only thing that's going on is that video and him throwing without the brace on. And then with the Pelicans, was going on with the whole Brandon Ingram, that Kevin Durant thing? going on. I mean, you, you know just, what I'm saying. That's just what the talk is. It's so. just scoop. Robinson, Scoopy Robinson, I guess. He said that the Pelicans got a call from the Nets saying, hey, give us Larry Nance Jr., B.I., and first-round picks. We'll give you Durant. Now, I don't know that I fully buy that report either, only because, and I'm not trying to dog on Scoopy, but he has had some, quote, scoops that did not come to fruition in the past. And it was only him. You didn't also mm-hmm. see Woj and Shams right, and some others. Right, so, like, right. I, I'm not, I'm not saying that maybe a call didn't take place, but I don't, I don't know that it happened that way. And I also think the Pelicans, all they'll ever say publicly is no. Yeah, like if you were to ask David Griffin, he probably wouldn't, he wouldn't confirm it, but he wouldn't deny it. <laughs> he would just try to insinuate, like. Yeah, we'll take calls for any superstar, but this is how much we value Brandon. We wouldn't think about it. You know, we'll always take calls. We wouldn't think about it. We love this core. We love this young group. The interesting thing about the whole Durant deal, when he asked for a uh, a trade and then, you know, there was a firestorm of response on social media, was the deification of Brandon Ingram. Yeah. It was like suddenly... Pelicans fans were Twitter was just in this quarrel with one another, yep. and there were so many like, yep. how dare it's like, I love Bi too, but like it's it's also Kevin Durant guys like let don't just shut down the argument like oh this is ridiculous, but they're like no, Bi bought into the city, bought into the culture, he wants to be here, that is invaluable, and I think for a fan base that has been scorned a number of right. times, that's, that's that deification becomes that much stronger and. And that much more understandable, but you know, some people were just getting too at. There were too many Pelicans fans like hating on each other. It's like, guys, relax. Aren't yeah. you? Aren't you glad you're debating this instead of what the UDFA at summer league could possibly make the team and yeah. get minutes this year? Like, you're you're in a much better position right now than you've been in the past. Focus on that. For yeah, me. yeah. And you know, the crazy thing about that is, I think you have an idea of where I stand with this whole argument. I take loyalty over anything. At this point. Because I remember someone said, would you take one championship without Brandon Ingram 
or would you have no championships with Brandon? I say I take none. Cause I rather you, I rather you be here, man. Like it doesn't, cause all Kevin Durant is gonna do, he's gonna want to leave in a year or two. But if you if you win, it, the championships are hard to come by. But the reason I don't even like the championship argument, it, like the way you put it, I see that a lot. Like if you could get this many championships, what teams and and what sport and how you know if you could only have five, how would you divvy it up? It's like that. That's just it's a it's an interesting exercise to see how people respond. You can right. learn something about them. But I don't like it because if you knew you were getting a championship, you wouldn't enjoy it. If you knew, man, I'm, I'm, this, this thing is happening no matter what, then like, if, 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 let's say your favorite TV series ever, I mean, I don't know, is it you like The Office? Let's say before you watched it, you knew every single episode because someone had told you. So you knew it was going to happen. So it's not right. as funny. It's not, yeah. You're not enjoying yeah. the ride as much. Yeah. Like, I know they're going to win the championship this year. All you're going to do is go place a bet and make money. It's not going to be that fanatical feel. And so that's why I don't really, I, I don't, I usually don't answer those things because I'm like, I want all my favorite teams to win championships, but the exercise of would you do this or this, if you, if, if it would mean this, like I, the sweetest thing, obviously, and I don't know that the Pelicans will ever win a title, but winning this year. Yeah. Okay. James. Um, but if they ever did, if it was with a core group that sort of built it and came together, it would yeah. feel, it would feel a certain way. But if you traded for Durant and won a whole NBA title, I don't buy for a second that any Pelicans fans would like turn their thumb at that or nose. They would all be all in on oh, being yeah, like definitely. this is the most fun thing ever. Definitely. But I just think, like you said, we've been hurt too many times, mainly by the guy I won't mention. But I'm just saying, like, the way he left and didn't even, it's like, man, like, I would rather someone who values the city, wants to be a part of it, values his teammates, you know. And and I was talking to someone about this. He had every reason to leave because we went from Alvin Gentry, then we went to Stan. Well, you had, well, when they, you're talking about, are you talking about Brandon Ingram? Yeah. Oh. Like, he had every reason to be upset and leave. He's had a bunch of different coaches. Well, they gave him a max contract and he was, he signed it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. He signed that. But he, you know, there, there is a connection there that he's only, what, 24? Like, yeah. there are players in college right now that are as old as he is. Yeah. He's got a lot of basketball in front of him. You know, KD and Kyrie together played 44 games in Brooklyn together. Like, that's it after all that of that buildup. Like, health-wise, future-wise, I don't, you know, I think Pelicans fans want the cake. They want to eat it, too. They want to win big things, and they want to do it with a group that they feel like they connect with. And I think that's true of any fan base. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. if you told the fan base, hey, you can just get Tom Brady and, and get some expensive players and make a run and win it this year. They'll be like, okay, sure. That I mean, almost happened. The, the, well, it did happen. It happened to the Bucks. But it almost happened to us, actually. Do you Who? know that? You know Tom Brady was coming to the Saints? Oh, you mean Tom Brady specifically? If, no, if yeah, there was, the, there was the rumor that Brady wanted oh, to go coming. there and then Breeze wanted to come back. Um, yeah, I don't know that he would have won the title. My and, and my point is a fan base, I think, takes championships however they can get them. Um, but if your first one is with a group that connects with the fans and with the region, it's nothing like it, man. Yeah, so we're gonna experience that this year, though. This, this, this we're gonna see how year that, of you mean this upcoming season? Upcoming season, yeah, that's what I mean. So we, you know, 
we're gonna experience there, see, it. There, there is the James Butler. That's what, out what, there. what you mean? Like James. this is this is the truth. <laughs> Who's gonna stop us right now? Uh, you know, I think it's a young team. You've got can Zion stay healthy? Can can you win? It's so hard. NBA titles are so hard to win. Man. It's really gonna be on Zion so to be honest. To win. It's really on him, in my opinion. It's gonna be on Zion. How is it all on him? Because he was the missing piece. But you're, you're. I think they're gonna be good this year. But your expectation is actually for them to win the championship. Maybe this not year? win, but get to it. You're to, for them to get to the NBA Finals this yes, season. Yes, this upcoming season. Yes, but you, you know you're you're like you're gonna be disappointed if they don't. But why not? Well, why why isn't it the standard though to do like? I, I, to every team wants to win a championship, but the path to get there, I just want you to be realistic. I think they're going to be good. They're going to improve, but okay. it doesn't right. just when you're building it the way they have to in that market with what they have. I don't think it. I think I think it takes a few years. So now, if they skip, if they just happen to, I mean, look, they happen to do it, it would be incredible. I think they're going to be better. I think they're going to be in the playoffs. Obviously, I think they can win a playoff series, but to win it all this next season, it's, it's going to be tough for a team that you know is still in the. Still young and in those stages of, of of learning one another and how to get there. I'll still place money on it, though. Well, hold on, hold on, I'll still bet on it. I'll still bet on it. So, if Zion would have played the the series against the Suns, do we win that? Yes or no? I, it, probably not. If he had just, what you mean, probably not? If he had just come, if back, he was playing the whole year, and well, he was, the whole he, year, and he was a Zion from the well, year before, the whole year they would have had a much better record. They wouldn't have been in that. Okay, season. but let's just say. He was hurt halfway throughout the year, and the, the second half he came in, we were still a nice seed. I don't know. And he was playing the way he, the, the, they it was over. With. We know. getting out of that series. I have no idea. Dallas we not that good. We taking them out. Fits with this core, and they got to figure each other out. There's going to be some assimilating that takes place. Then we gonna put Herb on. Uh, it's gonna be fun though. Steph. It's gonna be fun. Look at you. <laughs> and then we gonna put. We're going to put Herb on James stuff. is just coaching the, the conference finals, put, <laughs> which is almost a year away. And we're going to put you, Ingram look, on Clay. James, you followed this franchise. Let's just enjoy stuff when when enjoy things when, when they're nice. Don't start looking ahead. You know how fast the rug has been. You know how many times know, the rug has been pulled out. Stop, stop projecting. And even though it's the offseason, enjoy that. It's enjoyable right now to be a fan of that team. Yeah, it is. Because even you know, when it's not enjoyable, you're still a fan. I mean, loyalty. I mean, I I, I get you, but enjoy the moment. Don't don't man. don't don't start looking ahead to all this other to. stuff. You I gotta to. live in the moment, James. The fact that we almost you gotta made live it, in the moment. No, but I'm saying the fact that we almost made it out of the first round gave me all the hope that I needed to look forward. To this upcoming oh, season. I mean, if they had, if they had lost the play in and weren't in the playoffs, it would it would have a different feel. It would that series and how fun it was, and just the guys getting that experience. Yeah. Um, it it no doubt you build on that uh, heading into next season. And look, Zion's played eighty five games in three years, so his legs need to be fresh. He. <laughs> That's what that means. If he's healthy, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, look, I almost cried, man, when he lost. In the playoffs, I had like this tear that was coming down. You just said you almost but, cried, then you said that you cried. <laughs> no, I almost, I almost cried, cried, but like, I had this tear. Like, I had this tear, but I had to like hurry up and like so get you, it from you, like you underneath cried, that because I didn't want to. I didn't want to show my emotions, but James I, I was Butler, hurt, man. James Butler is in the house. I was hurt. NFL and UL wide receiver. Um, it's a great Scott show coming at you on a Thursday. I, I had Ryan Leaf on the show yesterday. Really? Who? 
do you think the the biggest bust of all time is in sports? Oh, hold on. Why didn't you tell me you had Ryan Leaf on the show? Why weren't you listening? Because what happened yesterday? What was I doing? Well, yesterday was Wednesday. <laughs> what was I doing Wednesday? What was I doing yesterday? Well, I, mean, I had look, work yesterday go, morning. You go. If you missed it, you no, go but on I can't, the website. I can't catch the station download, while I look at it. I know, but you just download it on your phone, the podcast. Just listen to it. I, okay. Very so. transparent. Very interesting. Hell of a ride that dude has had in life. And no, there was, it was, it was just real. That's why I enjoyed it. It was so, a real conversation. So what was the basis of it? Yeah, I was just having like, like what happened. I was asking him about, yeah, growing up and second overall, being a bust. You really, you said that sobriety. to him? Like you All said that. being a bust? Well, yeah. You said to him, like, yes. how does it feel being a bust? Not much? in those exact words, but we talked about that bust label and how hard it is and getting to a point where you can move on from that. We talked about Jamarcus Russell and yeah, man. All y'all need to go listen if you missed it. It's real. Why are you looking at me like that? You, you think I'm going to have him? Ryan Leaf on and be like, hey, man, you're so good. Like, I, I know you're be not, real. but I'm, I'm saying like you called him a bust. Like, sure. Like, like, not to his face, but to where he we, can hear you calling him a bust. No, not to his face. The interview was on the phone. Yes, we talked about him being a bust. Damn, that's cold, man. That's not cold. That's, that's cold, man. Why, How could you have... If I brought Jamarcus Russell on to talk about his life, not, hey, let's talk about your junior year at LSU. To talk about his life. Right. What, you think I'm not going to bring up the fact that he's one of the biggest busts ever? Like, he, that's the he's conversation. Not he's not one of the biggest busts. Well, sure busts. he is. No, he's not. He absolutely is. No, he's not. If he had a different coaching staff, it's a matter. different conversation. That doesn't matter. Now, now okay. see, and, and Ryan Leaf talked about this because I asked him. I was like, you know, Russell takes responsibility, but he also says, you know, a, another team might have taken care of me. And he said, the second you do that, you negate all of the responsibility you've already taken. He's like, it doesn't matter what the Chargers did when I was there. And they they fired a coach a few games. And, he, they, and they did a lot of stuff that wasn't good, but he was he was terrible. He's like, once I start doing that, I'm not taking any responsibility. I'm just suggesting that things would have been done different if they had been, def- been different for me. He's like, I can't do that. So, no, Russell was, Leaf was. I mean, who, who else is some of the biggest busts ever? Quarterback or just in general? Anybody. When, when you hear, think, Ryan Leaf, if he got number one overall, and if Peyton Manning had come out after his junior year, if he wasn't part of the same draft, if Leaf was number one overall, I don't think he had, he is as infamous or, or the notoriety isn't as big as it was. Being attached to Peyton Manning, yeah. Kind of followed Ryan Leaf forever too. It'll yeah. always be part of it. But he, he talks about. It. He's like, yeah, man. Every every May, every, every year when they start talking about the draft, they're going to bring up my name no yeah. matter what for the rest of my life. And he's cool with that. I mean, I don't know. He's a, well, he's, he's accepted. He is. He is. Well, I mean, he had all kind of issues after football, and he got addicted to Vicodin, and he he was incarcerated. I mean, he's he is at a place now in his life where he's been sober for years. He's got a family, and he helps people in treatment centers so he's at a he's in a place in life in his you know mid 40s that's very different now and, and he says look it sucks you know he's like it sucks for you know the bus label to carry you like me or jamarcus but it's not going anywhere so what like you can let it bother you or you can just live with it yeah. move on, learn from it I mean, all that and the majority of people who give you that label couldn't do it themselves it, correct anyway. so think about this espn lafayette best ticket in sports think about that i'm scott prather that's james butler 27, not not even 28,000 individuals ever, not even 28,000, have signed a NFL contract. I'm talking 
no offense, not the one you signed, but an NFL regular right. season right. deal. I mean, out of the NFL's been around for how long? And how many play how many people are in the world? Like, you can call those you can call Jamarcus and Ryan a bust, but right. less than twenty eight thousand. I mean, come right. on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can call them a bust. They 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 made it. And there I think there's also this idea of when you're a bust that like Oh, well, it was always like bad. Like, no, you can't be a bust unless you're great first. Now, you might not be great in the pros. Mm -hmm. They were terrible in the pros. But the things they did in college, like you you have th this idea that busts are always bad. Like, no, that's impossible. Otherwise, they wouldn't be a bust in the first place. But tell you what, man, if you get the label, it's, it's there for life. I think Jamarcus was actually doing pretty good, though, before he, you know, got shunned out of the league. How was he, he doing good? I, I thought he was doing okay, like, towards the the end of that year. Nah, he wasn't. I mean, the team wasn't doing good. But he was. He was. I mean, he wasn't good. He was doing okay. He even acknowledged in that interview a few weeks ago, he didn't deny the story about how I seen that. they gave yeah. him film to watch. and I didn't understand his response. He Did just, you understand he it? Just was, he was kind of like, he didn't confirm or deny, which tells me what I need to know. Yeah, I was like, I don't understand what he's trying to say. Because yeah. he was like... Why would you move all my stuff? And I'm at, like, what does that have to do with Nothing. the tape? Yeah, like, I'll say this. I think the NFL has more things in place now than they did in 98 than they did in 2008 when yeah. those guys were drafted in terms of helping helping rookies that are coming in the league, helping rookies that are suddenly coming into wealth for the first time, helping players after football. Like, there, there are a lot more programs in place now than there were then. Back then it was kind of like, well, we've invested in you because we gave you this money. Now yeah. you need to do everything on your own. And now it's like we're going to invest more in our investments because we why wouldn't we? We spent yeah. this money. We need to win. So the biggest bust, you're talking about football or basketball? Anything. anything. Just when you hear the word bust, what comes to your mind? Man, I think the biggest two, like you said, is Ryan Leaf and Jamarcus Russell. In football, there's something about really... that position. There's been lots of busts, but there's something about that position and the kind of notoriety the two have had. Would you consider Sam Darnold a bust? It, it, too early to tell at this point. Yeah. But, I mean, as of it's, right it's kind of like when you flame out quickly, like Josh Rosen's a bust. I mean, he can't think even, so? He can barely get on a roster. He's still with the Falcons or no? I don't know. I don't even know where he is, to be honest with you. I, I don't even, I'm going to I'm gonna have to Google it. I don't even know where he is. But, but you know what, though? That might be a situation of coaching, too, though. That's, but, but he's been on several different teams already. Like, I think, I think that Josh Rosen is a huge bust because he's, he's just bouncing around practice squads, and he was, what, the 10th overall pick or something? Yeah. But if he ever catches on and does well, you know, there's still that chance. Yeah, he's, he's on the Falcons. So maybe we'll see him this year. Um, I. <sighs> When you're a bust and then there's notoriety that comes off the field after you play, that's when you kind of, yeah. that's when you, like if, you know, Anthony Bennett, giant bust. I'm I'm happy that he has, to my knowledge, has not had off the court issues at all. Right. But if he did like five, 10 years from now, I mean, it's, it's all we see in their life. We don't see anything else, which isn't really fair to them. Right. But all you see is. Man, they got that money. They didn't do well at all. Like they were a failure, and now they're having issues. Like we don't see all the other stuff going yeah. on. You know, we don't have the same timeline 
or, you know, just see the name in the headline, it's negative, and it kind of just it makes the bust label even even bigger. Would Drew Brees be considered a bust if he would have never came to the Saints? No, because he had a great – I mean, first of all, he would have ended up somewhere. But you mean if he – Miami? If, so would he have been a bust if his shoulder had never healed? No. He had a great, great season in San Diego in 04. They were 12-4. and four. He was – him and Gates and LT were – they were tearing up the league. Um, and then in 05, they were – they weren't bad. They were like, yeah, about average. He, 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 and he wasn't, he wasn't even a first round pick. Yeah. It's like, so thing. no, he wouldn't have been, a, you know, he wouldn't have been a bus. Now he obviously wouldn't have gone down as he would have just been forgettable. He probably would have been yeah. more remembered for his time at Purdue than, you know, one of the great quarterbacks to ever play the game. Man, that shoulder injury was nasty. I mean, Miami, looked, Miami poked and prodded and said, we don't want this. Did you, did you see how, like, his arm, like, bent? Man, that was... But anyway, I don't know any... I don't I don't know, man. I would say Kwame Brown, but... That's but not, you're afraid he's going to yeah, come I'm, get you? I'm scared, I'm scared he's going to hit it. He's going to come get you. He ain't messing around. Yeah, see, man. Kwame, Kwame played for, like, guys like Kwame Brown or, like, Sam Bowie, like... He played for a while and he wasn't bad. He just happened to get drafted one spot ahead of Michael Jordan. So everyone's yeah. like, yeah. you're kind of, you know, but yeah. some of these guys, they're not, I, I, I just feel like you have to be bad and out of the league quickly you're right. to be a bust, in right. my opinion. Right. You know, Jonathan Sullivan, major, major. You think so? Bust. Oh, I think so. <laughs> Good Lord, James. Is that a joke? Man, you They serious? gave up two firsts to move up and took him sixth overall, and he was awful and out of the league in a few years. He he had so much issues with his weight that he was inactive for a game because wasn't hurt, inactive for a game because they couldn't depend on him, and he went up in the press box and was eating food that was there for the press. I mean, come on. Saints got rid of him. New England takes a flyer on him thinking, man, we might actually, they actually traded him. It was for someone that didn't even make the Saints roster. And it's like, this is early Belichick, Brady, Patriots are all there. They, they were like, oh, nope. Nope. Dang. Yeah, I would say, I would say that would 100% be B-U-S-T bust. Not the good kind of bust, not a Hall of Fame bust, but the other kind. Trying to think, man. Who who are some guys? I'm trying to think of some Saints players that were drafted high that didn't make the cut. Oh man, uh, all you well, I, I'll just say go go read about the Saints in the '60s, '70s, and '80s. That's all you got to do. Yeah, you'll find you James. You'll find a wealth of awful draft picks and bust, tons and tons and tons of them. That's James Butler. I'm Scott Prather. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best tickets in sports we're going to do one more segment with james here and um what when it comes to the list i keep referencing of like players fans love and i think there is a disconnect between the national media and say a local media as to how that works i'll explain next when we come back that is james butler i am scott brather this is espn lafayette the best ticket in sports Thank <laughs> you.
Into the Great Scott Show, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Coming at you on a Thursday, Phil Steele. You want to get a college football fix? You'll get it next hour. The man behind the ultimate college football preview joins me one more time this summer to talk all things college football. We'll dig into the Raging Cajuns, the Sun Belt. Get some thoughts on LSU and Brian Kelly. Surprise teams. The team that will take the biggest step backwards in college football. And he has consistently been the most accurate prognosticator of college football for the last 28 years. So, looking forward to that in the next segment. We got my guy, James Butler, former UL and NFL wide receiver, in the house. Man, I had um, a couple of Cajuns on earlier this week, James. Andre Jones and Dante Fleming, both very cool, very nice. Dante was, let's just say, um, you know, remembering you in your third year at UL, mm-hmm. he, you know, you had no problem talking when there was a mic. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's a little shy, very nice kid, and a good player. Um, but, you know, I was like, shoot, I remember when James was this old, he was just like, yeah. I know what I'm doing. Give me the mic. Give me the questions. Yeah. Let's go. You 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 had no you had no and Andre Andre was you know he'll he'll be representing you well at Sunbelt Conference Media Days next week with Chris Smith. So, um, taking a couple of country boys with them to New Orleans, they'll, they'll do great. But I, I, you you get some kids in college like you just know right? Was there did you ever have a teammate that you're like, really they're good with the press? I wouldn't expect that. You kind of already know like man, this guy's gonna be fine answering questions and that player would rather us just not talk to him at all uh i, I don't really like i didn't we didn't really see each other's interviews like that so i think that'd be a, a good like thing for you to answer because who did you like least expect to be i guess because they seem like they're quiet and then all of a sudden they put on a microphone and I, like, I, well, I just remember like justin anderson it, it, he like just he just i mean look you go to college and you change in a lot of ways and the first time I interviewed him, you know, he had these kind of goofy bangs, and he was just kind of shy, like yep, yep. had only played the New Orleans Bowl because Buchanan had gotten hurt. hurt. Yeah. And then, like, by the next year, he was like, turn on the camera. Like, yep, let's go. Yep, you know yep, what I mean? Yep. So it wasn't like an instant thing. I just – I'm seeing, seeing guys grow up, you know. I mean, the first time I interviewed uh, Ringo, right, you know, he was, he was nice smiling, but by yep. the last time, he was – an open book. He's like, yeah. ask me whatever. I'll talk about my hometown, growing up, all that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't, I, you know, I, it's interesting with college kids because, you know, and Dante was great and, uh, and Andre was great. And, um, you know, I don't know if Dante will be more talkative in a few years when I talk to him, but it was good, man. I like, and I, I, you, I think as an interviewer, you have to kind of go to that place. You have to know, you have to learn quickly how the subject's going to be and adjust. You know, I mean, Elijah McGuire did not like your, your cousin. Didn't he? Did not like doing interviews. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. He doesn't like it. I remember after the New Orleans Bowl, they lost his last game. Him, Otha Peters, Mark Hudspeth. They come out. 
And Eli's like, I'm just going to say something before we get started, which he's never done. Right. Like, he's already talking on the mic. Like, what? He's yeah. like, I'm not going to answer any questions. <laughs> wow. And we're thinking, like, I know that he didn't tell them that, right? right? Because right. you at a bowl game, you put in a request of each team, like, two players. We want, you know, can we talk to him and him? And then the coach goes. And I think he just probably, you know, he's disappointed they lost. It's freaking yeah. one in the morning. And he's just like, I'm done. Like, yeah. I don't have to. So I'm, I, I don't have to do this anymore. Yeah. And he was just like, I'm not doing it. Man, you brought back a memory for me, man. You, you really brought back a memory for me. Because I remember my New Orleans boys, my last New Orleans boys experience was totally different. Right. Because the, the confetti was coming down on me, you know. And then that's when they said, they requested for me to do the interview in the back yeah. with the uh, podium uh -huh. or whatever, and yeah. you there with the, the other team. And I did that, man. I thought that was so cool because that was my first time ever doing that. So it was like, this is my last game. And I'm like, it's like my stage. last game. I went to the, the height of like where I could go and then exit stage yeah. left. It was over. You know, a couple months later, you were catching passes from Aaron Rodgers. You know, yeah. Right? I, dude, I, you just reminded me of something. So... James Butler, Jimmy Butler. Many people call you Jimmy. I don't do it on the air just because I don't want to confuse anyone. <laughs> There's a, I'm better than him. A more famous Jimmy Butler. Um, but there was, uh, remember that insurance scandal that like Clinton Portis and Joe Horn and yes. some others got involved in? There was a player named James Butler that was yeah. involved in yep. that. And he played, I think maybe played for the Giants. And the Rams too. And the Rams and I remember, like, a UL fan, like, sent me a message. And at, at this point, you had been on my show before. So, and they were like, <laughs> looks like James got in trouble. And I was just like, I mean, I instantly was like, no. First of all, I knew you couldn't <laughs> apply for this stuff because you weren't in the, <laughs> the league. But I just remember being like, uh, no, bro, you got the wrong James <laughs> Butler. And then I, like, sent him the link to the James Butler was like, oh, okay, well, that's, you know, that's good. I'm like, what? What? Like, Why did you dig that it's, up? It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's, it's not Boris Anyama in terms yeah. of like a name. Like there are a lot of yeah. James Butlers. That's but, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that's not me. Trust me. Yeah, no, that I would, would but I, I forgot about it. You just reminded me. I remember being like, "Yeah, you, you got you got the wrong guy." Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have a lawsuit to you. You got man. the you got the wrong guy. Yeah, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even. <laughs> Debbie, who is this? We, we, yeah, don't, yeah. we don't remember you. I was some. There's a scandalous stuff. I mean, you you there's there's stories in other leagues too of. Guys getting in trouble for, you know, filing false insurance, but it's tied into like you know former players and leagues doing it through a union. And I thought Joe was going to get jail time because of that. Maybe, maybe he did something. He did a lot in his career. Yeah, maybe. He, yeah, maybe he started talking. I don't Man, know. That dude is the reason why I, I even played receiver. Like that dude is the reason why I play receiver. So he 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 was a fan favorite, and Saints fans absolutely loved him. Like, if you're putting together a top 10 list of, of players Saints fans love the most, it's going to differ based on how old the person is putting that list together. And that's right. what I've been saying for a while. You know, Boot Crew Media put one together. And that list was terrible. And I've seen it. It wasn't terrible, but I could tell this is a young person who knows the Saints from 06 and threw a few Hall of Famers on here, like Ricky Jackson and Willie Rofe, because they didn't want it to... Like, love Willie Rofe. At no point during his, you know, eight years. Was he a fan favorite? Because the, the team struggled a lot. But, you know, really was a soft-spoken guy. He was the best player on a bad team for years. 
But like when Kyle Turley was there, yeah, he was. They sold a lot of '68 jerseys because yeah. he was brash. He talked all the time. He's wavy blonde hair. And we loved that. Yeah, like he was. He was more loved by Saints fans than Willie was. He wasn't better than Willie. Willie's one of the. I think he's. You know, I I, I thought it was messed up. He was second ballot. He should have been first ballot Hall of Fame NFL. But yeah. point is, like seeing that, like Reggie, like Reggie was loved, and then he was like polarizing and frustrating on not on the top 10 and it's not yeah. to say those guys weren't loved you know but you see some guys on that lift like ingram saints fans were on ingram's tail for years well yeah. what's his first round pick alabama why isn't he doing it How's and Cam then they Jordan not on and the then team? they oh he was he was third, oh, he's third? but then okay. they they grew to love ingram but at no point like guys like sammy knight and what? dalton hilliard and, and and pierre thomas and shoot i mean he's not in the top 10 so i shouldn't even say the name but you remember how loved Keith Poole was for a minute there, yeah, you know? Yeah, I loved Keith Poole, went, man. He was, he, crazy? he was only there for a couple of years. But like, I, that's what that list looked like. Now, some of them are obvious. Like, yes, Drew, Deuce. Deuce. Um, I think you know, Col- on the Colston, he was. Camaro's on the list. Like, Colston, that's the these, list. These, these make sense. Ricky Jackson, yeah. But, like, I don't know. I looked at it, and and it's all subjective, and you can't prove it one way or another. But, you know, you mentioned Joe Horn, and it got me thinking about Joe it. Joe Horn and, should be on that, too. You know, I if you had somebody that was – 50 putting together the list. I'm sure Archie Manning is really high on it. You know, you have somebody that's 40. Now you're going to have some, maybe a few more players from the 80s and 90s. You get somebody, you know, around 30, you're going to have a lot of the guys from 2000 on. Like, it's just, that is how that stuff works. And that's fine. Um, You know, as my friend Ralph pointed out yesterday, the fact that a young person is putting together that list and it's a lot of newer players is a good thing because they're not just, yeah. reaching yeah. from years ago to yeah. try to, you know, relive something. I, well, I say that. I mean, it is a bunch Patrol. of Super Bowl players. But, yeah, they had two guys from the Dome Patrol on the list in Mills and Jackson. But it's interesting. There's no way to prove it one way or another. But who is your all-time favorite member of the Saints? Like I said, the, the sole reason why I even played receivers because of Joe Horn. That, like, watching that guy and how electric he was, I was like, I want to do that. Like, I have to play receiver. Like, and, and I, that's what I set out to do. And that's, he basically inspired me to do what I'm doing. So, well, do what I did. He benefited, too, from playing in the era he played in. And I'm not talking about his style. I'm talking about his lifestyle. Yeah. Because that scandal with... Willie Rose's former wife and the rumors oh, that he, I forgot about he, that. he was the I father and then he that. wasn't. They did a paternity test and now they're having to answer questions in the press. You may be like, man, that's wild. Let me tell you something. In 2001, that was really, really wild. Like it was like, wait, what? No, you can't talk about this. And like wait. Joe Horn, remember how he would speak in the third person? It was always funny. He was like talking specifically about that. He's like, I made a lot of mistakes, but that's one thing Joe Horn never did do. Like he's talking about <laughs> and, and and Willie, who I've interviewed before, who is at that point Scott, in time. Don't tell me you asked this man. No, about no, no. That. I, I was about I, to I, say. I, oh, oh my no. God. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't dude. I didn't ask him about that. Someone suggested I did. I'm like, no, I'm not. That's so Willie, that's, is that that's, your kid? That's not no. And and but he did he did have to answer those questions, which I'm sure was probably humiliating in a lot of ways and and you know he's remarried and whatnot but like he that locker room got, was so divided by the end of Haslett's second year 
uh, after a lot of success in year one that he didn't really take Willie's, he didn't really have Willie's back on that. And they traded this guy, what a horrendous, terrible, one of the worst trades in Saints history. They traded him for like a conditional fifth round pick that I think became maybe a fourth round pick. He goes to the Chiefs and he's all pro Mm -hmm. again and again and again. He was on two all decade teams. And so, yeah, perhaps Joe Horn's uh, wild ways, but but to your point, Joe was beloved by the fans. Yeah, man. Yeah. Because like, he had a swagger and he talked and he was a player that took pride in being on the Saints, which, you know, and in the late 90s, no one really did. And in 2000, they're good and he's talking trash. And it's like, whoa, we haven't experienced this. This is something. So that was your guy. That was my guy, man. He managed to go to the Falcons and still stay loved. Yeah. I know that's how I beloved. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how he's not on the list. But I don't even remember the story with that Willie Rofe thing, man. I kind of Dude, Google it and it. you can go find some old like press articles. Brian Alley Walsh's story. I remember when like the when Joe Horn's using the third person to say that he didn't yeah. impregnate his teammate's wife. It's like it sounds crazy now, but 20 years ago, this was pre-social media and all the like it would have just as much as Joe, the way he lived when he lived in New Orleans, and I was living there at the time. Was he really the, moving like that? In the stories I would hear, it was just like I it would have been it would have been different today in today's world of social media, man. He was just it was Joe Horn, man. I, I I kind of briefly heard a story about I don't want to speak on rumor. I just I just remember the things that I would hear from girls I went to college with and what? him coming on to him and other things like that. Yeah. Man, you got to tell me off air. Because <laughs> then I can come back on air and see him. Because you don't want to see him. I don't even know. I'm not. No, I don't, I'm not. Come on. I'm not in the... I'm not doing that. Oh, but you could talk about your homeboy getting kidnapped <laughs> out of New Orleans my East. Friend, and get, and my get, friend who got <laughs> abducted? Well, that was different. I mean, I know him, and that I know for a fact. I know for a fact that <laughs> that, that man happened. probably didn't want the information out there. He doesn't hey, care. You talking about him getting kidnapped? He got abducted in New Orleans East. <laughs> it happened. The year was two thousand and three. Oh, I don't know why you it. think that's so funny. It's, <laughs> it was very traumatic for him. One of the scarier moments in his life. I don't know why it's so funny. I remember <laughs> when I told you you were talking about growing up in New Orleans East, pre Katrina. I was like, yeah, I used to go out there. You like really? I mean, yeah, I had a friend. He went to this school, whatever. And I was like, yeah, but one day you got abducted out there. <laughs> you just lost it. You just thought you guys got the church giggles about that. Are you still laughing it's, it's, about it's, that? <laughs> It's the way, it's not the fact that he got abducted. It's the way that you tell the story. That's how <laughs> it happened. We need to get him on the show to All like right. talk about Next this. time you're, you really, I, this will be a bit that like, especially for the people that don't have reference and haven't listened to us in the past, we'd bring him on and everybody would be so confused. Like, did they change formats? Oh, man. Like, did they change formats? What? <laughs> What's going oh, on right man. now? This is hilarious. I, but I need why, him. Why is he? Why are they telling scary kidnapping stories? <laughs> but look, I need him. The reason why we need him on the show because I want him to, like, I need him to know that you you've talked to me about this <laughs> on the air publicly. And I, need him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't get his permission oh, to tell. Man. I don't. I mean, I, you don't know. You don't know his name. Nobody listening knows who he is. <laughs> but he knows that it's him, though. And he's no, like, he's he like, here. He why would you tell here. this story? Like, this is think, traumatic. I really don't think he would 
I shouldn't say that. You know what? Now you got me thinking. Maybe I should. Did y'all clown him after this? No. Like maybe like a, a year or no. something after No, honestly, no. Like it was, it was, it was, <laughs> dude, he, he thought when the guy told him to like pull over and stuff, he thought he was about to die. And <laughs> it was, yeah, dude, it was, I mean, I, no, we didn't, we didn't, but I haven't really talked to him about it in and that's the funny almost part. twenty years. That's the, <laughs> that's the funny part. The fact that it's the way you're telling this story, and it's the fact that you haven't talked to him about it. About that's yeah, why. I, mean, I still talk to him. I just haven't brought up. I, I honestly, until you brought up like you were talking about like uh, like a, one of those mega churches, in New Orleans East, and then it struck me. I was like, oh yeah, it wasn't far from there where he got. A, and then I just said it out loud, and you started cracking up. Please, the next time I come on. Call this guy, man. We need to call him and get him on the show. We, so we and then so I can remain anonymous. We don't have to give out his name. Yeah, we don't have to give out his name. But then I need him to tell tell us a story about you or something oh, that happened shit. to you that you don't want to tell tell yeah, the audience. I don't try. He he might make something up. <laughs> he honestly might. If I gave him an open mic, he would. He's 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 pretty wacky. He might. He's got he's got some funny stories, but he probably would just make something up. Man, but you'll tell that story. About well, I didn't make it up. It happened. I know, but then like the, the I mean, why, I don't stuff. understand why that's so funny. Like if if you were it's like the way you man, told I the story. A, I had a friend once that got shot and he survived, and it was I'd be like, oh, that's terrible. We were, I, I don't we think were, I would laugh. We were talking about New Orleans East, New Orleans East, Katrina, <laughs> and we, we, a very serious discussion. And you come back with, "Hey, man." <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I had a friend who was abducted. Like I'm like, where did this come from? Like yeah. it's just, it was just a little. No, he's just putting a little, little coolant in his car. Had the hood up. It's like <laughs> not too far from home. Like, uh-oh. oh man, please get. Is he listening right now? No, you need to know if no, he's listening. He's, he's not. He 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 lives in New Orleans right now though. Well, let me ask you this: Do you know how to golf? No, do you, you don't at all. No, I mean I've I've golfed before, but I terrible at it and it's i'm not a golfer now i want to take lessons i want to learn why i just do i just i'm just interested in it i golf is a sport that humbles the best in the world all the time like i I don't one i don't really have the time to do it now i understand its appeal for a lot of people you know they do it together they hang out especially like famous people Mm -hmm. It's probably the only solace they can get. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not at home, but you're not out in public, so you just you're kind of you finally get some quiet. So I, I, I get its appeal, and and some people get competitive and they have fun with it. But I don't know; it's never been appealing to me. So if anyone out there know where I can take golf lef- lessons, please hit me up on my Twitter and let me know. What's the Twitter handle? <sighs> Why? Why the? Why the exhale? Why you? Why did you put? Why are you putting your hand down in your fist? You always do this to me, man. You would think you would know by now. You think you, you would know your own do. Twitter handle? I, I I think it's Jimmy B one one eight three. I think you always do this to me. You always I, put me on the spot with. The I, I, it's Jimmy B one one eight three. Jimmy B one with. Please, I need some golf yeah. lessons. I want to learn. I'm very. What, what, what puts you onto this? You just what, you, you're open to sign with the Live Tour, get some Saudi money. What's going no, on? No, I just I just was like, I was watching it one day on TV. I was at the gym, and golf was on, and I was like, you know what? This is the one sport I probably besides like hockey that I I've never tried, and I want to learn how to do it. So, okay, 
I mean, you're you're an athletic guy. Feel like you get the swing down. You don't want the Barkley swing. You want a real swing. Yeah. You know. You're right. The Barkley swing is ugly. He drive that pause. Yeah, I think he. I think he actually fixed that. Oh, he did. Yeah. I don't know that he's any better, but he used to do that thing where you stop. Yeah. It was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Like, what's he doing? I don't know. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. All right, anything else before we let you run, my friend? I want to know your top 10. Top 10? Of the... Off the, the top of my head? The Saints. I don't know. I, I The guys that, like, in my life, I've enjoyed the most, not uh-huh. not anyone else's. <sighs> um, Pierre, Dalton Hilliard. Okay. Um, I guess Drew and Deuce. Okay. Uh, Sammy Knight. Okay. Honestly, of the Dome Patrol, Pat Swilling was my favorite when I was young. Okay. That's six. Eric Martin. That's seven. Um. Hmm. So you really not gonna put Al Cavera in this list? I don't know. I maybe not. Top ten. I mean, I, I'm. This list is invalid. It's part of it's as I get older. I know it sounds silly. As I get older, it's not as it's the fandom's different than when I was younger. Put Aaron Stecker in now. No, I'm not putting Aaron Stecker <laughs> in there. Jeez, let me put D, let me put Gil Finnerty in there. <laughs> Dino Phil, y'all. Um, let's see. So who else would I put in there? Uh, put Kyle Turley in now. There was a time in my life where he was like, okay, we'll put, put but, him in there. You know, now I've talked to him a few times. It's different. All right, fine. Oh, you talked to, you interviewed he's him been before? on my show a couple times. Yeah. yeah he's very pro medicinal marijuana and other okay. things. And guy speaks whatever's on his mind. Yeah, all right, fine. I'll put Turley in there. Cause not, not, no, not so much how I feel about him now, but how I felt about him when he played. Okay. And where I was in my life. Probably say the same thing about Joe Horn. So that's nine. So you put Joe Horn in there or you're not? Yeah, yeah, I did. So that's nine. I mean, but I'll probably need to redo this some other time. But, um, Come you know on, what? Man. You know, let's 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 go ahead and let's put. Do I go Wayne Martin, or do I go Cam Jordan? <sighs> He's serious right now. Uh, let's go. Let's just roll with Colston. Okay, let's roll with Marcus Colston. I'm fine with that. Okay. I'm fine with it. I'm glad, I'm glad cool. you're good with it. That's cool. Because, man. But, like, you, you put me on the spot. If I thought about it long enough, there are probably some players from when I was younger I might put, you know, in there. But but just right off the top, that's what I'll roll with. Let's see. That's what I'll roll with. I got, of course, Drew. I got Aaron Brooks. And no, I'm just playing. I just want to see what you I mean, I, I got no issues with Aaron Brooks being no. on there. I got, I got. I mean, Aaron Brooks wasn't bad to me. No, he wasn't anyway, at all. So, second I got, the best. Quarterback in Saints history. I got Drew Brees. Of course, I got Joe Horn. Um, I mean, Deuce, bro, right? I have Deuce, of course. I have Alvin Kamara. I have Colston. I have... Keith Poole. No, nah, I don't have Keith Poole anymore. As much as I want to put Keith Gleason. Oh, yeah. Dang, you didn't put Gleason in yours. Uh-uh. Dude, that's messed up, man. What the <laughs> You didn't put Gleason Why? in yours, bro. That's, Why? I, I got to put Gleason Top in Top 10? Man. Yeah, I got to put Gleason that in That happened more with a block punt and then after football and everything nah, he's man. done, he which is great. List. I mean, this um, is just your own list. It's 100% subjective. You can put whoever you want on it. I don't care. Man, that Sammy Knight pick was tough. I'm not going to lie. 
I mean, um, Sammy was Sammy was good. People, if you're a Saints fan that was a, old enough to remember late '90s and early 2000s, you remember how much how much of a fan favorite that guy was. People were naming their pets Sammy. Yeah, Ricky Williams, Dante Stallworth. <laughs> no, I'm just I know. I, it's I'm yours. Just I mean, nah, because nah, 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 nah. I'm just joking. Okay, so I'm at I'm at seven. I, I think. guess I don't know. You're the. <laughs> I know. You know what though? I will put Lance more on my list though, because that's okay. just that's that's for my favorite. All right. Um, I will put Lance more in that. I will put. I put Kyle Turley in mine too, and. No one from Norman the Dome Oh, Norman Hand. The big wiggle? Yeah, man. Norman Hand. I got to put Norman Hand in there. Leroy was I, the truth, though. Man. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Leroy Glover I think I got one or two truth. more. I don't know. But I, I, don't, I don't even know what's what's happening right now. You just... I think one... I don't know. This Is this what to expect when we give you the James Butler show? You're just going to have know. a lot of... I'm not sure. I don't know. What are we doing? I'm going to have everything. I thought... Yeah, you, you're still trying to audition for this, for you to have your whole... It's not the Great Scott Show. It's just two hours... James Butler show no, no, he controls no. everything. First of all, it's not an audition. The people already asked for it. That's like that's like we saying we want Denzel Washington to play this role, and everybody on on social media is saying that, but the director is saying no, he still got it. Really? Like no, that, the director like that. and the producer and the head of talent all all, all hundred to. wearing that same hat gets to make the final call. Well, that's that's president of the production studio. Well, the people are going to You gonna just riot. compared yourself to Denzel. Basically, yeah. I mean, yeah. Ba- I mean, what's the <laughs> problem? What's the problem with that? You got to have the confidence. This ain't no man. bank robber. <laughs> what's like the go-to? Is it King Kong ain't got nothing on me? Like, what's the most... Iconic line from Yeah, him? from Denzel. You think you could do this to me? Jake! <laughs> <laughs> You'll be playing basketball in Pelican Bay. Yeah, man, that gotta be that gotta That's be. That's it. it. Yeah, man. If we don't come together right now as a team, we will die. Yep. As individuals. That was a big one too. You know. That was a big one too. Yeah, man. So we're gonna we gonna I guess we closing on that, man. But Trust me, when I do my show, it's going to be much more positive vibes. Oh, okay. It's not going to be stories about people getting abducted. You brought like, it up. You know, that. We're not going to scare people it up. like that. You know what, though? No. I know what I want to do for my show. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Let, yeah. So we're going to hold that off. We're going to hold that off for right now. Whoa. No, no. That's, you don't get to do a tease when you're not coming back for like a few weeks. You, yeah. you do a tease when you're coming back after the break. What are you I'm going to try to get um, Devin on the show. And... Red beans and rice, man. Red beans and rice, man. I, I need to get him on the show. And I need to get... We're going to have smooth classical music for the intro and the outro. Uh, you got to put all this together in the system? I don't know how to do that. Okay. So you're going to have to do that for me. <laughs> um, we're not... Oh, and we need to call you boy. That Okay. See if he'll come on and talk yeah, about we, being a yeah. So that's what you want to do. You <laughs> just it, said yeah, you weren't going to do anything nah. like serious, and now you're like, I want to interview your friend that was abducted in New Orleans <laughs> East 20 years ago. Man, but there's nothing really going you're on. You're going to make right him now. relive that trauma? <laughs> By the time you can actually get in here again, we'll be like into training camp, oh, maybe even preseason. Man. That's what you're going to do? You're going to make my friend relive his it trauma might be before on that, the though. air. It might be before that. I mean. Because isn't the, the preseason game starts in, like, what, three weeks? Something like that. Three weeks. In the Hall of Fame games, the, the, shoot, two weeks from Sunday, maybe? Oh, wait. 
How do you feel about that report that came out about Sean Payton? I think we all knew that was coming on. Oh, that he's going to coach to where next year? Yeah. Yeah. I think we all knew that already. Yeah. No surprise there. What team, though? Uh, I, I think the Chargers. I, I think the Chargers, if they fire their coach, are very high on the list. I think Dallas is obviously on. I mean, I think those three teams make sense, but Miami just hired a new head coach. I don't think they're going to be bad. Um, best case scenario for the Saints, you have three teams with strong ownership and good young quarterbacks that all want to sign Peyton. Because if that's the case, you drive up that price. What? Like, oh. You drive up that price. Why you, why you left us in the first place? Well, you have to ask him that. That's crazy to me. Needed to step away. Wanted out. Wanted a new challenge. Hey, man, you don't have to be like Bill Parcells. You could be your own person. I think he understands that. I don't know. I don't know if he Jay does. But I think he does. I don't know if he does. Because Bill Parcells now you're, literally did the same thing. No, but he did it like four times. I know. So and this is the first time. he didn't stay anywhere for 16 years. Not even close. I mean, I, he wasn't the highest paid either. No, but like he, he just, it, it's just, no. Just, I, no. Not not going with you down that one. He wasn't the highest paid. So, I mean, if if you were the highest paid of anything, he's would not you the leave? highest paid. Sean McVay's the highest paid. I know, like now he is. By a lot. Sean was one Be- Belichick was the highest paid before. I, Sean Payton, I don't think, was ever number one on the list. All right, well, number three. So he was in the top ten, sure. Top five. But I don't think money matters at this point. He's making plenty of it. Oh, okay, anyway. Was, I mean, <laughs> Bye. Like, I you don't know care anyway. That is James Butler. Follow him on Twitter at JimmyB1183. I'll just give out his handle from now on. Interact with him. Have fun with him. Don't go anywhere. We're talking college football with the guru, the legend. He joins me one more time this offseason as we prepare for college football. Phil Steele next on The Great Scott Show on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports.